close. Successes and failures. That's this is, a good ooh, one. There's a lot of failures. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> you just invented a word. For oh, failures. Oh Think gosh. about that. Think about that. I wish I had recorded. For failures. Wait. Oh no. I, I am recording that, dude. <laughs> oh no. For failures. It's it's my postpartum brain. I just had a baby, oh, so congratulations. my brain, my brain's out of whack right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm making up words left and right. Oh man, I love yes. it. I I might have to title that. As the podcast for failure. Oh please do. my please gosh! Do. Everybody will okay. connect with it. Like, you know what? I resonate with that. I love it. I love oh it. Oh my gosh! Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox. Today we're speaking with Hadassah Bell and Mariah Nepstead, FC Music, the worship ministry of Fellowship Church in Antioch, California, whose mission statement is hope for your tomorrow and healing from your yesterday. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Yes, we're, we're excited to be, to be here. Well, as I was doing some research, the very first thing that popped up in your website was uh, an event that's happening in September. Tell me what's happening in September. Man, um, I think it's probably alluding to September that happened last year, but the live recording happened last year, this it's, September. It, yeah, okay. it might be a little bit dated. My apologies. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I, I must have misread that wrong. Well, tell me about last year's live recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we had um, a live recording for uh, the Abide Worship album, and that was something that we had a whole church coming together yeah. and joining together with us. And, um, you know, people that were, you know, feeling called to, you know, be part in the room. We, we even had a disclaimer where we're like, there's no pressure to come. Don't come if you don't want to come. This isn't like a mandatory thing. But like oh, over a thousand people showed up because they wanted to be there. And you know, call upon the name of the Lord, and it was it was pretty special. Your voice breaks the chains that hold me, and your faithfulness liberates us all. Yeah, it was a lot of fun preparing. We started kind of refining the songs in May, and really the May before um, the live recording and uh, shortly after chose our producers and everything was just like we were gung-ho we're like let's do it September's our, our deadline and so when September finally came it was such a beautiful night we did a two-night recording and so gotta get the, the double takes gotta make sure we get all of them but um, yeah it was a lot of fun everybody loved it it was such a, an adrenaline rush for everyone the team did such a great job That is awesome. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like uh, a little bit nerve-wracking because it, yeah. I don't know how many takes you took for each song, or did you just do one take for everything? Or that that part would to me would be a little nervous. Yeah, I think that it was funny because we, as the worship team for that night, was like we got down. We're like that was a little spooky because like we came <laughs> down like laid down some ground rules yes. of like, and I think everybody wanted to just make sure that they were doing their very best. To where it was like, hey, like we're not going to be you know, crazy wild shouting, like to be, you know, in an individual herd, like in a random spot. So yeah. like, you know, 
use discretion, but everyone just remained. And it's a loud, lively church. We have a lot of energy on the weekends and every service that we host. In this service, they wanted to be so respectful that nobody was like nobody was clapping, anything, nobody clapping. was cheering. And so then so we funny. addressed it. We're like, you guys can like praise and worship here. So you know that kind of like let like just like the tension release, and then you know, then we got into the rhythm of it. But yeah, a couple takes for per, per song, and getting a double take for the second night just to have some backups. And yeah, it was a really it was a really fun process. Yeah really nerve-wracking but you know we're here now and we're grateful for the experience and the church gathering around and to own this thing together that is awesome where can we see this yeah we have uh videos still trickling because it's been it will be a month after the release coming up oh, this wow. july That's 2nd crazy. yeah because yeah, it really released june 2nd of this year um and so it's on all streaming platforms if you like Pandora, Pandora, it's on iTunes, <laughs> it's on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. The videos are, live performance videos are trickling in um, as we have a total of 10 videos that are, since the release, kind of still trickling in. Um, and so week by week, we'll be releasing those visually. So they're able to be enjoyed visually and audibly. Yes, yes. Uh, when um, several churches ago, my wife and I were at that place, um, we had... Uh, a worship night, but without instruments. We were doing the whole YouTube thing, and uh, yeah. we had the subscription so that there wouldn't be commercials pop up because that's really yeah, awkward. Great. And yes. uh, uh, it was just this, this little church was um, in a old fashioned movie theater. Had a two screen old theater Love. that they oh, had wow. bought. It was actually a historical site, and so really nice yeah. big screen. And we decided, okay, we could have the whole band come in and, and try to do that on Friday nights or whatever, but it's it's, for, it's a lot for scheduling. So we decided to go yeah. with the uh, the YouTube thing because we had a huge, giant screen and, and the seating and everything. Why not? And yeah. I can imagine using um, your material on that. You know, that's <laughs> that's back in the day, but uh, I, I would love to, to have that because it is, th- you said a thousand people show up. Yes. And so you have this, this experience like that versus just... Yeah. Um, a lyric video, you know, mm. it's, it's a little bit different. So that would be amazing. Um, so reading on your website uh, and talking with some people, um, there's a quote. What started as a small gathering with worship led by Pastor Sean on a little Casio keyboard has now grown into a church hosting thousands with a prayer and worship movement hungry for the presence of God. That's an amazing story. I love stories. Tell me a little bit more yes. about that. Yeah, it's it's actually like a beautiful progression of just seeing the faithfulness of, of God's people um, throughout the years kind of carry throughout generations. And we've been able to see so many people come to know the Lord and in a small, unchurched area, suburb of San Francisco. Um, no one's really heard of Antioch. You've only ever heard of the city Antioch in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's a very unchurched area. And about 20 years ago, Pastor Sean and Diana um, decided to plant a church. And so we later on progressed into having um, portable meeting places for these prayer meetings. And it wasn't anything big. It wasn't anything um, spectacular, so to, so to speak. But it, I remembered the little Casio piano, Pastor Sean would be playing on it. And we would just be calling after the name of the Lord. And um, 
and it was in this one church that would let us borrow their their um, their church for our prayer meetings and so the conviction of the pastors really were to pray and host a weekly prayer meeting um, to really seek after God and I believe the the verse was Jeremiah 33 3 they were banking on that verse um, and so years went on and the worship movement began to grow and progress as time went on and so it's just beautiful to see the fruit of the labor and prayer that they sowed years and years and years ago and you're seeing the fruit of it come to fruition even today um, to where the worship experience is vibrant it's um, it's very heartfelt and a lot of the people on the team they feel that they know like this, this isn't a performance. This isn't for us. This is definitely for the sake of building God's church and pursuing his presence and making his name great. That's awesome. We could end right there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're not going to. We've got lots to talk about. Hey. Uh, so in our communication before this podcast, you mentioned some things to talk about. Uh, heartbeat behind the project. Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Heartbeat start. behind the project. Well... I think what's beautiful about it is that each and every one of the songs kind of, not kind of, but they really do point to, to the Lord in um, like in the valley, oh my heart, what does heaven sound like? Like all of these songs, our heart was really to point people, whoever is listening, really point them to what scripture says. And I love how Psalms always says, sing to the Lord a new song, skillfully play your instruments. And it's like that, that's what we're called. We're called to be worshipers. And a lot of the times, I think nowadays we can see a lot of um, worship songs have become more about us and more introspective, which is, there's a place for that. There's definitely, there's so many beautiful songs that have ministered to me, but being a part of a local church and being a part of um, a team and leading a team, I think our heart was really to to write songs that we would want to do on a weekend that we could see breakthrough happen in a room full of our, our um, brothers and sisters who are meeting and worshiping. Um, there's just something beautiful, even listening to the hymns of of our grandfathers, our great grandfathers, they always pointed to the Lord. They always pointed to his goodness. They always pointed to his faithfulness. And whenever I would hear like hymns here and there, it's like, it always takes you back. And so I remember this statement. I can't remember. I can't remember who specifically said it. I think it was, uh, it's gonna, I don't want to butcher it, but something along the lines of you want to write songs um, kind of prophetically about what you want the church 10 years from now to, to still sing. Ooh, and so forward I, thinking. I'm I like that. totally butchering the quote and I can't remember who to give credit to, but um, it was such a, a deep conviction of ours that when we read the Bible, we want to be able to translate into a melody um, what scripture says. And it's beautiful to poetically construct a song, but we also want to make sure there's a theological anchor to what our faith has been based on for thousands of years mm -hmm. as, as Christian believers. And so really the heart of the project, Abide, John 15, our heart is to really help people understand that when you choose to abide in the Father and abide in, 
in his body, it's, you won't lack anything. If you stay rooted in your mind, if you stay rooted in your spirit, if you stay connected to him, you won't lack anything. And um, that's basically the the theme and the heart behind it. But I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that. Well, yeah, I think that as she's touched on everything, I feel like as well as um, in addition to that in Abide, I think that it's just the whole project has just been written as a reminder yeah. to the church to awaken the church of, you know, remember of what all that God has done, yeah. all that he's currently doing and all that he will do. And so I think it's just this this approach that we've had in terms of, I think, the most dangerous things, um, the most dangerous thing for any believer is spiritual amnesia to where it's you forget the God that you serve or you forget where God has brought you from. And I think that even like kind of looking at the people who in scripture would be discouraged or even leave and forsake God in, in moments as well as like, even for example, the Israelites, it's like there was such monumental miracles that they have, that were done on their behalf. And yet they are wandering in the wilderness because of their mumbling and groaning because they were forgetful and ungrateful. Guilty. I'm raising my hand. We can't see you. I'm guilty too. That's me. Totally guilty. I'll raise both of my hands. Both of your hands, yeah. (laughs) Two hands for me. There you go. And I think that, yeah, I think that it's just we know from experience as well. And I think that anyone who can be honest with themselves can uh, identify with that. And so it's like, man, bless Bless the songwriters that, you know, have been there to even put put words in our mouths to help yeah. articulate maybe yeah. the things that we are unable to articulate on our own. And so our mm-hmm. hearts is like, man, for, for those who yeah. have done that for us, we want to do the same. And we feel like, you know, the Lord has revealed songs to us to where I think that um, the scary privilege is, is that worship songs, they they formulate people's theology and so it's Mm -hmm. very very a scary privilege to where it's like okay if if for anybody listening out there if you feel called get in your word unlike ever before (laughs) there is a a scary privilege there's a scary weight that comes with pen to paper because it's like you're it's it's I think that um a lot of people can be heading into this vein of quote-unquote artistry but I'm like, we're just called to worship, and that's that's what we're called to do. Yeah. And if you are feeling called to write for a group of people, there's those who, the prophets, they spent time with the Lord before they said, thus saith the Lord. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that um, rather than doing things for the sake of melody or doing things for the sake of, you know, this is trendy or this is cool, um, everything being grounded upon that understanding of who God is, like, and as well as you're inviting people. That's what worship yeah. is, is we're inviting people and ushering them into the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And I think there's that, um, there is that, that call to remembrance. And I think that that was kind of just the heart of, of this project to where it's like, okay, like the scripture has encouraged us. Let's put that to melody um, and I think that um, remembering of who God, who God is, who what He's done, and what He's going to do, uh, is going to encourage our souls, our minds to um, have longevity and last in the faith. 
And so I think that that's been the heart of everything that thus far in preparation to where what we're seeing kind of unravel now. Well, speaking of scary, uh, yeah, I think you said scary weight, uh, importance, that kind of thing. Um, Tell me about when uh, you said what was the what was hard in the early stages when God spoke and when leadership said go is what you were were telling me earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I think that what we've kind of felt is that, you know, as Hadassah being the worship um, worship pastor here at Fellowship Church for a number of years now, um, I think we've 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 just had it on place in our hearts for yeah. several years. And I've had a moment of coming to Jesus moment that was monumental for me and I was nonstop writing, just at the piano every day, and I was I was like, this is what I felt like. I was pursuing different things. I was going to go into a different career of of different arts and stuff like that. And then I just felt called like, nope, this is what you're called to do is to write. And I, I dropped everything. And I think that I was telling Hadassah, I was like, this is what I feel mm-hmm. like called to do. Yeah. But I was never, I was never pursuing to do it for the sake of doing it and doing it for the sake of personal fulfillment but through I think what's what I think that a lot of people um could miss in in this is that I think that if we pursue artistry we could um we could come out of the covering and blessing of the leadership and covering that has been placed over us and so I think that what um what kind of was really edifying was always bringing it to pastors, was always bringing it to leaders. And um, I think the reality of it is, is that God gives, God gives dreams. And I think that the dreams are for preparation. So it's not just out of the blue. It's he's yeah. giving you insight yeah. uh, as to what's to come. And, and what I could think, be. Yeah, and what could be. Mm-hmm. That is really and, refreshing. I, I'm sorry. I, I just have yeah, to say, yeah. that's very refreshing in the sense of uh, dreaming of, of what could be in the future and all that kind of thing. Because yeah. as worship leaders, so many times we might get stuck in the rut of, okay, it's another Sunday morning. I've got to get up. I've got to do this thing. It, yeah. You know, if you don't have that fresh, uh, yeah. forward moving, um, the dreams that all of that yeah. stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And I think that, um, I think it's so good to dream and God's going to give dreams and visions to the old and to the young. And I think that, um, we see those who maybe had stepped out of line of, of the, the dreaming, which was a Joseph. Um, and he, you know, was telling it from the mountaintops and, you know, proclaiming it to his brothers. And it's like, sometimes the Lord is going to have you hide things away and store them in your heart and watch him elevate you, not try to elevate yourself. We don't do his job. He does, he does his job pretty well. So we don't want to it's it's if we humble ourselves then he will exalt but if we try to exalt ourselves he'll do the humbling and yeah, uh, we don't want to we don't want we don't want to to try to do his job for for ourselves but um i think that what was what was hard i think for um understanding the the energetic side of you know god spoke and you know yeah. all these things it it just taught like it taught us like, hey, this is how we, this is how we support what we're called to. 
I don't have I don't have a dream that's a, a separate from the church. It is part of the church. Yeah. We're called to be part of the body of Christ. Yeah. Christ is the head. The church is His body. It's mm-hmm. not worship is the head and you know Christ is the body. You know. Yeah. And so like it's it's not we shouldn't get it twisted. Yeah. And so I think that there was always realigning, and yeah. there was always um, through being prayerful and through submission. Mm-hmm. And so I think that as um, I think that that could be even viewed as a challenge. I think that it was. I think that a lot of people could could perceive submission as something that's very maybe kind of like they can ha- like leave hanging their head down, kind of just like oh, okay, I have to submit, I mm-hmm. have to submit. But to to us, I think it was just more so like okay, like I feel encouraged yeah. every time I talk to my leaders, even though it's saying not yet. Mm-hmm. And it was just like okay, like I'm just gonna be continuing yeah. to be faithful because I know what Jesus spoke Mm -hmm. and I and I need to encourage myself in the Lord yeah and even though I'm not seeing the reality in front of me be what God has promised like I'm still (laughs) that doesn't change my love for him that doesn't change my love for the church that doesn't change my love for my leaders but it it only grew grew more and I think that um we were patient in Hadassah was really still leading the way and leading the charge of encouraging as well as writing, as well as encouraging um, some of us. Because I think write. for me, I'm yeah. very, my strength is positivity. Yes. Nice. So is that like whenever, a superpower? Like, uh, I'm like, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it is. That is no. awesome. Um, but whenever I would think of the encounter of, of a no, I think deep in my heart, I had to teach myself and learn from the Lord, like be excited that that, that that was a no because that saved you from stepping outside of what God has graced you for. And so when you receive a dream, it's it's for for the purpose of cultivation and to give you an insight and God wants to teach you how to steward that dream. It whenever you have a dream it doesn't mean ready set go green light. <laughs> um usually usually it means quite the opposite and and I think some, not sometimes, always, we always get it wrong when it comes to these dreams because in our hearts, we're like, oh my gosh, we got a dream. Let's go. <laughs> I got a plan. Step out in faith. And we use that little term, but it's like, no, for the purpose of, of God's cultivation to, to be made perfect through us, we have to persevere. We have to endure. And so it was a beautiful process for sure to just kind of see the Lord cultivate that in our house. That is awesome. My heart is open, completely about-